Hey, it's Chris. Welcome to the podcast. This is uh, it's a really good week. I hope you're having a good week. If you're not, uh, hang in there, right? I know this is a crazy time with inflation and just everything going on in the world. It's easy to get down and discouraged, but hopefully uh, this will be a positive little dose of happiness to uh, end your week off with, start your weekend. There's uh, quite a bit to talk about this week. First of all, I promised in the last video that I would do a follow-up and kind of continue the conversation, so we're going to do that. That was my MacBook Air with the M2 versus the iPad Pro with the M1 video. I have uh, an old business story to share with you that should be interesting has kind of something to do with uh one of my newest side hustles i got a crazy email from google uh wanting me to cover something i, I thought you know what let's talk about that has to do with uh how companies try to influence ultimately you the consumer uh through sometimes quote unquote influencers like me. So I just kind of wanted to pull back the curtain and, and kind of go through an email that I got. But before we even get into any of that, I got this thing I'm holding right now. It's called a super note. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I bet you've probably seen something like it. And here's what happened. It, what it is, it's an e-ink uh, tablet that's just for writing. So think of like a Kindle, but something that you can actually, like a Kindle you can write on. So just that black and white e-ink screen with the stylus, uh, really interesting stylus, uh, and, and you can just write on it. It's not a web browser. It has no apps, no games. Uh, it's very interesting, and and here's what happened. So Remarkable has a similar e-ink tablet, and they've been advertising like crazy on, I think, Instagram and some other platforms, and I kept seeing it, and I was like, you know, that's interesting. I should probably make like an iPad versus that video and kind of compare it. I wonder if people would find that interesting, especially in our audience. So I reached out to Remarkable, I think once or twice, and never heard anything. They never even got back and said no. They just ignored. So, okay, this other brand called Supernote started advertising to me. looked very similar, and I reached out to them. I was like, hey, would love to review this. This thing costs like 350 bucks or 370 bucks, something like that. Uh, and they got right back in touch, and they were like, hey, that's great. Just for clarification, this is really just for writing, and there's definitely going to be instances after looking at your channel, you cover a lot of iPad stuff, where people are definitely going to want the iPad you know, over this. Uh, but here's where it makes sense. And, and I said, great, send it over. I'd love to check it out. Give it a fair shake. And, uh, first of all, they cut, they have all these old school, like the pens, the styluses that they, you know, come with They're actual like pens. So if you really like with, with a nib on it, you know, a ceramic nib, but if you really like the pen experience when you're writing, this is just super cool. It's like writing with a real pen. Whereas the Apple pencil is like, it's really unique owned separate digital thing you know if you like the old school like nice luxury kind of pen experience because the pens that they sell if you buy them separately they're like 70 bucks some of them so like really nice pens it's an experience and i've been playing around with it i unboxed it this week and just have been testing it out and uh it's pretty it's different it's very different but it's fun though there's something fun about it and this is definitely something that you should expect to see pop up on the channel at some point uh, when I have some time, when I get enough testing done. Um, Cause I do think there is a use case for it. I've kind of been parking it just on my nightstand. I'm thinking about using it as like a bullet journal type of thing. Not sure if you're familiar with bullet journaling, uh, but you know, as I'm putting together my productivity course, that's definitely something that's going to be covered. And yeah, I mean, just there's so many uses for 
this that uh, it's not for drawing, it's not for sketching, really, although you could, but you wouldn't want to. I, I wouldn't use it for that. Um, it's fairly intuitive, and uh, what the thing is, it's really focused. It is made for writing, and that's it. And there are some digital hookends where you can you know, make sure that your written material gets into a format that you can search and use you know, put it in your note file on your, you know, Mac or something. So you can sync it. That's what I'm trying to say. It's just fascinating. There's something very fascinating. It's the closest thing to a, a digital piece of paper that I've ever used and come across. And I'm looking forward to uh, putting this in front of you guys on the channel. It's very super unique. And by the way, speaking of uh, the course, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for you where you can sign up to get a notification, no spam or anything, just when my course launches, if you're interested in it and it has a little bit more information to sign up. Uh, just give me your email, no other information, and I'll just ping you when that course is live. We've had lots of people signing up already um, just to get notified. Uh, we haven't even decided on pricing or anything like that, but it should come out in the next two to three months. And if you don't wanna miss it, um, like a lot of people have already signed up, uh, I'll leave that link for you so you can make sure that I ping you uh, when it goes live. So uh, this latest video, let's talk about that a little bit. The M2 uh, MacBook Air in the midnight color versus the 12.9 inch iPad Pro with the M1 chip. This is an interesting comparison. And I once again, I took a different approach to it than probably most other people on YouTube. And it wasn't just performance and specs. It was really focused more on practicality and kind of comparing the two since they're both meant to be very portable devices, you know, what we talked about, like which one is actually more portable and why you might want one for certain types of work uh, than the other for certain types of work. The reaction has been interesting as people uh, filter in with their comments. One of them was, uh, you know, cause I have my own oversimplified take, which you can get uh, in, in the video, but someone, here's their oversimplified take. Um, Dave Romero says, iPad is new school. MacBook Air is old school. You're welcome. <laughs> like that's that's the main criteria, I guess, from uh, Dave there to choose from. It is true. I mean, Mac's been around longer than the iPad, uh, so the iPad is newer. That said, though, the Macs are doing new things. There, it's not just like um, the iPad was invented later in the timeline. Therefore, you know, it's better. Um, I don't think that holds water. But certainly, it's newer in terms of its form, meaning its modularity. But if you really want to push that concept of modularity out a little bit, um, you know, the Mac is kind of modular too, and in, in that you can hook it up to an external monitor, right? Now the iPad does that too, as well now. But but like, what about? Well, I guess the MacBook Air doesn't have, without a dongle, an SD card reader. But you know, like the MacBook Pro. Uh, for instance, just talking about Macs being modular, I have a, a slot in there for the SD card, which I use all the time, which I love because I don't have to use a dongle. And that's expanding right there, right? That's a modular thing that I, I tack on. I did have one comment that pointed out something that I didn't clarify in the video, which I always appreciate. It's nice when somebody adds in something useful down in the comments for people. And that was uh, the, the peak brightness. The iPad Pro can has peak brightness of a thousand nits, which is very bright. Whereas the peak brightness on the air is 500. They pointed out that that peak brightness is only for HDR content, which yes, I did not say that in the video. 
Um, but that is an important clarification. That said, uh, it's still going to be sitting at like 600 or something during average use, which is still 100 more than the 500 of the air. So it is brighter by default anyways. And uh, there's a decent amount of comments from people who have gone one way or the other. Like some people are like, I ditched the Mac and I went to the iPad and I'm loving it. And some people are like, I got rid of my iPad and I went to the Mac and I'm loving it. And this gets back to something I feel like I say all the time on the podcast and videos is that Apple has options for people. They don't just say like, here's the, th the thing, get happy with it. You know, it's, it's, and I can tell by the comments that I get, there is no silver bullet for everybody. People keep wanting there to be, but that aside, there isn't one. And it's cool that there's options and people can find the thing that works the best for them. Or the thing I always come back to also, which is where Apple wants you to be, is really all these things are better together. Both fortunately, that's a cool option, and unfortunately for your wallet. Oh, and, and just as I'm looking through the comments here, I do need to mention this. The, the YouTube spam has just been outrageously awful lately. And, and the bots are out. Somebody programs the bots to, uh, you know, steal my profile picture. And they come up with all these different accounts. And they say things like, hey, you know, I picked you to win. Message me on Telegram. Uh, or I got something free for you with lots of different flags and, and emojis, you know, excitement. And I don't know. I would think that most people would be like, oh, that's fake. It doesn't have the little check by it, you know. But it's crazy how many... Uh, people fall for this. I get DMs and, and comments and stuff all the time like, Chris, is it, it's too good to be true, but you know, it's probably not even true, but, but is it true? Did I win something from you? You know, and I just, I don't even have time, number one, to go through and delete all the spam. And you know, there's an option for me as the creator to mark something as spam and, and block somebody from the channel, but it just doesn't work very well. And uh, a new crop of spam pops up, you know, like once a week, and I mean, this, this isn't just a YouTube thing. This happens on Instagram and other places too, but it's so annoying. And aside from the annoying thing, I, I also don't have time to like to just go through and respond to everybody who's just like, uh, Hey Chris, you know, is, is this legit? Uh, you know, even that I almost need like a full-time person just to handle all of the, the junk that comes through. So I'm just telling you, you know, as the podcast listener, watch out for that. I'm not doing that sort of you know, giveaway, if it seems too good to be true, it is too good to be true, you know, most of the time. So just be cautious. And uh, I will just say, I just took a sip of coffee. It's powering me through. It's not nitro. You'll be surprised to notice. Uh, it would be if I had some handy, uh, but this is Nespresso. And uh, ooh, it's good. It's still good. I like to do it iced from time to time. It's funny, though, as I'm, you know, last thing about the comments here. Somebody's like... Uh, Sorry, but why even compare it? iPad is just a toy. Even for just YouTube, it's useless. No ad blocker, there. I don't know what they mean by there. Um, but this is the thing, like <laughs> everyone thinks that whatever they do, and I'm guilty of this too, right? As the commenters often point out, but everyone thinks that the kind of things they use a device for is what everyone uses the device for. And that's just not true. So it's very hard for me as a creator to come out with something that everyone's going to equally get something out of because, you know, I don't want to be like a politician, say nothing and make everybody happy. Kind of, <laughs> I want to actually like say something 
that's directed and focused. But anytime that you focus and take your direction, somebody's like, uh, nope, that's not how it works. But because, by the way, did I mention this video is one out of 10? I'm pretty excited about that. I like to share that with you because, uh, you know, number one, it's not just like, hey, I did an awesome job here. That's not what it was good. What's good is like, hey, I did something that was useful to the audience. And that's what's cool. And ultimately, that's the win-win. If it's good for you, it's also good for me. It's crazy how many comments still, though, today have to do with um, Microsoft Office stuff. Like, <laughs> if I, if Microsoft got their act together and made more powerful uh, and gave gave everybody the tools that are missing on the iPad version of the Office Suite uh, on the iPad, that would just be, like, the thing. I'm surprised Apple's not even working with Microsoft in that. They would just send a cascade of people over to the iPad side of things. It's crazy how many people are held back by that. Also, a lot of comments uh, from developers who are like, you know, I wish I could just get away with the iPad, but I can't. Uh, or somebody was even like, if you're a developer and you're just starting out, do not do an iPad. You have to do a Mac. And somebody else pointed out too, um, why did you only talk about Apple's, you know, you know, I hate to call them pro because they are pro, but it's not the only kind of pro job doing creative stuff. But, you know, like Logic, Xcode, Final Cut, uh, why did you only talk about those? Like there's other apps that are powerful apps that are obviously only available on uh on the Mac too, and not the iPad. And I guess the reason why I, I didn't consciously do that, but the reason probably why is I think uh, more people would use those than like some super niche scientific app, like the person kind of had, had mentioned. So, but point well taken, there are lots of other apps that you can only use an iPad, uh, sorry, a Mac with. And, and actually I, I misspoke there with the iPad, but there are some that are iPad only too, that you can't get on the Mac. So until and unless Apple combines these devices, this will probably be a comparison that never runs out of fuel because there's just uh, so many little nuances. But I can see that um, the reason this is doing well right now is because people are actually looking at this, and the, these two devices in this price range, and being like, which one? All right, I told you I would uh, talk a little bit about an old um, side hustle of mine. And it was this thing called Booking Pro. I used to be really into like music stuff. And um, I had developed this little database, not being a coder or programmer, by the way. And so I, I don't remember what the delivery system was <laughs> for this. But uh, I came up with this idea like, hey, if you're an indie band, um, how do you know where you can book some shows, right? And uh, this is actually for Christian musicians. And... I came up with a list of places around the country here in the U.S. where people could play, put it in a database, and I charged a little subscription for it through PayPal. And uh, it was crazy because, boy, this has to be over 10, 12, close to 14, 15 years ago. I don't know. Um, this is way early in my entrepreneurial journey. And it was just crazy to really like see, like, okay, I can make something that people want and they're going to pay for it. Oh, and that's a monthly thing. And um, it's always exciting. It remains exciting to this day uh, when you get an email and it's like so-and-so made this payment. And you're like, oh, that's cool. And you're like, wow, the internet's magical. And I still think that. So it was a short-lived thing, Booking Pro. Who knows what happened to the domain and everything. Uh, but it showed me the power of putting in some effort uh often like you can put in 97 percent of the effort that you need to on something however long that takes you whether it's a week a month a year 
uh, and or a decade, let's say if you're like an author and you're putting all your knowledge into a book, you can do that big heavy lifting, you know, for, for that big chunk of, of value where you're creating value and put it out there and it's going to continuously, you know, reap benefits for you. So there's this interesting concept where it's like, um, you know, versus a physical product, code and media are so powerful because, uh, with, with code, you can code something once like SaaS, a SaaS company, software as a service and sell it over and over and over and over again, which is crazy with media, which is really what I'm into. Um, you record it once and then it goes out and does work for you over and over and over and over again. And so one way that that happens is through YouTube, right? And ads get shown or whatever and make money that way. Another way is through um, courses, like what I also do and and producing. But it doesn't have to be video media. I mean, you know, it could be written content, you know, audio stuff, whatever. But Booking Pro from back in the day really kind of showed me, clued me into the possibilities and sort of got me itching to... Uh, for more of that, like what else can I do? And uh, been kind of chasing that ever since. And it's not just like, hey, I feel like making money, like what can I do? It's more like you have to have a customer in mind, solve a real problem, which if you're very entrepreneurial minded, a really great hack for that is just find a product somewhere uh, and, and look at the bad reviews and then see what's really common, the most common thing and fix it. And there you go. That's a product idea. The thing that got me thinking about Booking Pro, though, again, after all these years, totally forgot about it, was uh, one of my other side hustles here recently just had a stellar, amazing couple of days. And it's doing another stellar day even right now. And it's crazy to look at my phone and check out, uh, wow, you, you got another order. And some of the orders are big, some of them are small, but there's been a good amount of the orders. And I have to just say, there's nothing like being an entrepreneur having a side hustle, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I recommend it for everybody. And I know a lot of people are like, that's not for me. But at some point, after I'm done with this productivity course and maybe one or two or three others first, I absolutely plan on making a course, um, uh, the ultimate guide to starting a side hustle. Because I don't care who you are, I think you should have one, especially in this day and age. You know, there were some uh, landscaper dudes out the other day. I was like, you know, they should have a side hustle. I feel like my parents should have a side hustle. <laughs> Name a person, and I think they should have a side hustle because you know, you know, whatever your current circumstances are, nobody's coming to the rescue but you, honestly. And I'm a big, big, big proponent of being your own bailout. You've heard me mention that before. It's crazy because, as you know, if you get in this mentality, it's almost like a lifestyle, actually, of, of being entrepreneurial. There's a day where you're not making this extra money. And then there's a day when all of a sudden you are making this extra money and what changed, you know, like, what is it, especially if it's some digital thing, it's just that you put the work in. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just passionate about it and, uh, I'll stop yapping about it, but look out for that sometime in the next couple of years. I really want to put together the definitive guide to, to getting people off the ground from zero to profitable side hustle. Okay, I gotta read this little email that I got here from, I don't know if it's from Google, it's from an agency that they're working with, and uh, it says, news, Android wants to help, uh, Android wants you to help Apple, hashtag get the message, 
to improve text messaging for everyone. First of all, it's like, you're going to send me this message. This happens all the time. And you think, I'm going to just drop everything and, and like do what you're hoping without any critical thinking or anything and, and just like project your message out to my audience? No. It says, hi there. Today we launched a campaign aimed at raising awareness of issues that Apple creates when Android and iPhone users message each other. <laughs> okay. In case you didn't know, Apple uses decades-old messaging technology, which makes our texting experience unnecessarily crappy and unsafe, just because we're using different phones. Yep, we just said that. We want Apple to get the message that whether a consumer uses Apple or Android, they deserve an experience that doesn't break when they can communicate with friends in a different ecosystem. The technology exists, now we're just asking Apple to adopt it. Long story short, they're trying to say, here's the technical reasons why we want to get rid of Blue Bubble and Green Bubble ecosystem. Because, of course, uh, you know, the color of the bubble does have some sort of a pull. But uh, this goes on and it's like, we encourage you to use your voice in a way that feels authentic on your channels. So say what we, what, what we want you to say, <laughs> but put it in your own words, though. Because <laughs> we're asking consumers to speak out and urge Apple to upgrade to the industry standard RCS. It's all explained in this conveniently linked video. And then it goes on to say, this is ridiculous. It says, we encourage you to use your voice in a way that feels authentic on your channels, but if copying and pasting is your jam and, and trying to throw in, what, some some slang or something, isn't it? who even talks like that anyways? Here's some tweets that you can use to spread the word. Here's one of the tweets. The feelings when you find your Apple is the reason your texts are broken. Is texting with your Android friends frustrating? Apple could fix that, but it hasn't. If you wonder why you have microscopic images and videos and can't text over Wi-Fi. It's because of Apple. <laughs> and the last one is like this. Those tweets about how texting is broken? Send those to add Apple. Fix texting. Here's the thing. All that stuff is not a thing at all when two iPhones are communicating to each other, which is how Apple wants it, right? They want you to want an iPhone, and they want you to upgrade. Here's the final paragraph of this email. Your platform gives you the opportunity to lift the curtain and educate consumers about what's really going on in the green versus blue debate. You can affect real change in the industry if you participate. And that's something we should all be excited about. So first of all, I realize this in a meta way, like I did sort of promote this for them, um, like an unwitting pawn just by telling you about it. But I, I, the main thing is not the content as much as like, look how dumb people are when they try to reach out and, you know, like manipulate a quote unquote influencer to influence you. It's an opportunity even. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. And, you know, we get emails like this from time to time. And I just don't think people on the other side of the videos realize uh, all the junk that we filter through and filter out. Uh, hopefully people are filtering out. Who out there actually got this and turned around and was like, yes, let me get the word out about this and copy and paste this stuff. <laughs> and not even as, you know, if it's coming from a brand and it's worth getting in front of the audience, that brand needs to pay also, you know, and this is not worth a sponsorship is not worth free promotion other than ridicule okay uh that was an interesting uh, little episode with all kinds of subjects all over the place uh thanks for hanging out and uh can't wait to connect next week in a video form tweet form whatever form we happen to connect in maybe you're just a podcast listener i'm sure that's some people uh but whatever thanks for hanging out and i'll catch you in the next one later